a warm GM to you, dear listener. This is Louis, and you're listening to Solana Cove, where we go deep with the builders behind some of the most exciting projects on Solana. Today, I'm chatting with DeFi Governor, who's an architect on the Tower NFT project. It's not just another NFT project, though. DeFi Governor and his team have lofty ambitions for what the Tower can be. A stepping stone for millions entering into the crypto world, a world of worlds, and an engaging, accessible consumer product. DeFi Governor has clearly spent a lot of time thinking about NFTs and governance on a deeper level, and it was a real pleasure to pick his brain. I hope you enjoy it, and let's crack on. Hey, DeFi Governor, welcome to the show. I'd love it if, before we jump into the tower, you could just describe your journey coming into crypto. Yeah, so I, I got into crypto a fair while ago, actually, not as deep as I have been recently, but um, originally had the old Bitcoin miners set up. Um, I was into Ethereum pretty early, um, messing with Solidity code, doing my Ethereum miners, um, keeping up with a lot of just DAOs and governance and DeFi and watching the space, some of the early like wallets in the space, watching some of the early just like DeFi applications that came out, especially during the old shitcoin run in 2017 um so been into it pretty early i think recently at least the past year has been when we really actually started kind of building in it and actually putting a lot of time into it because at least from my perspective i love things that can grow and scale and really entering at that point so while we kept just a lot of eyes on it and interest on it now has really been this kind of beautiful moment especially with nfts where can really get real consumers involved and really get kind of the masses involved and make it easy for them. You know, a lot of the early stuff was infrastructure and wallets and stuff that, you know, normal people day to day don't care about as much. But now we're at a point where, hey, my grandmother is asking about it. You know, we're really at a point where people can jump into it easier, set up a wallet easier, get coins easier, and actually interact with the ecosystem. So been into it for a while, but recently has really kind of put the pedal to the metal and started building stuff. Do you feel like the the barriers to entry have gotten have gotten easier in the last couple of years? Because I know that the even in the previous twenty seventeen, I had relatives and stuff asking me like, "How can I buy Bitcoin?" Blah blah blah. And now with the NFTs, it's like another wave of of normies wanting to enter. Uh, has it been a substantial reduction in the barriers to entry? Do you feel? It's a good question. I I think on a lot of pieces, yes. And on a lot of pieces, no. I think being able to buy a coin and get that initial is a lot easier. Um, I mean, Coinbase has clearly grown a ton. Um, A lot of exchanges have grown a ton. FTX, um, Asia as well with Binance, um, whatever it may be. So those initial barriers to entry have been. I think there's still, since we're still in pretty early days, the kind of barriers to entry to really go in are wide you know there's not a ton of rust developers not a ton of solidity developers the kind of base of that developer ecosystem is still growing like very small compared to web 2 for example Um, but for i guess a normie entering i think a lot of those barriers have been removed Um, setting up metamask setting up phantom is way easier now than it was before Um, people are starting to understand the concept of keys better i think seed phrases how to protect these things stuff that it was you know very very niche years ago Um, and it's still niche but i think it has gone down a lot yeah for sure i also think if you compare the exchanges that you could get onboarded to in 2017 versus now there's like a certain level of professionality that is kind of being created in that intervening period that 
you know, with FTX, like sponsoring all these players and all these different organizations, it just feels much more mainstream and kind of safer as well. Exactly. At the very least, a lot more people know it exists. Um, just like on your points of kind of FTX than they did three, four, five years ago. Have they fully yeah. entered yet? No, but that first step is what is this and does it exist, you know? And let's be real, like there's always going to be that first step. I mean, hardly anyone is going to go directly into DeFi or directly into making their MetaMask without actually getting their feet wet a bit in the beginning. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So let's chat about your next step after you were entering crypto or your latest step, I should say. Um, we Would you like to introduce the tower? Yeah, so the tower at its core is an NFT project containing 10,000 residence NFTs, as we call them. Each NFT is a room within this tower. Um, and we built these rooms to be designed and themable and kind of reflect the Solana ecosystem. But at its core, the tower is really this NFT project that our main goal is to really onboard, hopefully in the next year, who knows how long it takes, but it's really our kind of vision of onboarding millions of people into an NFT project. Um, it's kind of first of its kind and something we've put a lot of just philosophical thoughts and kind of consumer product thought into, um, but at its core, it's really an NFT project. Can you, because for me, I, every time I come across the tower, I hear about the residents and having different keys to rooms. Maybe if you can just unpack a bit more kind of the concept and maybe some of those philosophical discussions you've been having, because it's it's very it's a really compelling idea, but I'd love to unpack it a bit deeper. Yeah, the, the, there's definitely a bunch on it. So I'll, I'll kind of start with, I'll, I'll start with that, kind of what you just mentioned. Um, so there are 10,000 of these residences. Um, they exist in this tower, um, as we call it, of course. There's 500 floors in the tower and there's 20 per each. So whole kind of tower layout is gonna be on the website, um, scrolling tower, NFT galleries, stuff like that. But our, our goals, like I said, has really been, how do we create something that brings together this community of communities, as we like to call it. You know, there's a lot of projects that are fantastic, but they're a little more niche. You know, there's only a certain amount of monkeys, for example, there's only a certain amount of apes, there's only a certain amount of thug birds, um, really not, prepared for the huge influx of like consumer interest. So our goal has really been, hey, how do we build a project that can uh, take advantage and really bring this like large mass of consumers into the ecosystem, whether it happens in two months or whether it happens in the year. And we really brought it together with this concept of a tower, with this concept of living together, with this concept of each residence reflecting yourself reflecting your own community within our larger community in the tower um, and we like to think of it a lot of times as gosh new york city or los angeles like a really diverse place of people um, with a lot of different people a lot of different things a lot of cultures reflected a lot of ideals reflected all kind of living together under this one roof of the tower so yeah there's a bunch a bunch of different things i could go into but that's a little bit deeper into what we're looking at. Yeah, it's interesting that you use that analogy of New York City because I've heard people referring to different chains like or different roll-ups as examples of maybe neighborhoods inside a city uh, or different cities themselves. Like maybe New York is more upscale and another city might be more kind of, I don't know, uh, cost efficient. 
Um, but it's interesting to think that, yeah, the, so these communities that will make up the tower are almost like the communities that make up a city as well. So that's a super interesting kind of metaphor to, to view the project as. Going a bit more in the direction of concrete things, I know that there's a hell of a lot of a demand for the tower. Uh, we go into a, a, an interesting event that happened in the last 24 hours. But first, can you give a bit of details about how the launch is coming along and when the team is thinking of going live? Yeah, definitely. So launch is going well. We're still on schedule. We're probably about two, two and a half weeks away. Um, a lot of our time right now is finishing up some of these attributes um, within the tower. Like, like I mentioned with kind of bringing together communities, as you saw with the honoraries, one thing that was really important to us was having the attributes within these residences, whether that be the wall itself kind of looking like a jungle, whether it be some of the floor items, whether it be some of the items within it, we really wanted to reflect the ecosystem. Um, so for example, like I said, the jungle wall can really reflect being an ape or a monkey and the gamut room can really reflect, you know, gamut on the wall and reflect that different kind of personality. And we're building a lot of those for Lit Jesus, for artists in the space, um, for geckos, for pigs, um, for a lot of the projects in the space. We wanted these attributes to kind of reflect the ecosystem. Um, so a lot of our work's been on that. A lot of our work's been really fine tuning the site and fine tuning the experience at Mint and after Mint to be, like I said, that consumer product at the end of the day. We want it to be really easy, really accessible, just fun to use at the end of the day as a first step. Yeah, I noticed the, I think it was the Orca honorary room had like a little aquarium, which was a super nice touch. Yes, yes, I love that one. <laughs> and in terms of detail, is there a mint price already? We're going to be between one to two souls. So we're going to do a breakdown for everyone here about a week or two. Um, it'll be between that. One of the things, of course, we always have to balance is we want something that's accessible and fair, but at the end of the day, we do need capital to kind of grow this to where we want to. So it'll be between those two. And of course, sharing with roommates that would be split as well. So our goal is always to make it accessible and we think we're kind of hitting on a good price point between those. Yeah, for sure. I've noticed in general, the community seems to find like above two souls seems to be a bit too much these days. Uh, but one between one and two seems to be on the money, especially because you can see that the designs are super high quality and like a lot of thought has gone into the project. Uh, okay, so let's move on because I know there's a super burning topic on a lot of people's mind in the last days as the the number of mints has just accelerated like crazy on Solana and we've started to see some bad actors in the space. Uh, would you like to share your experience in the last 24 hours or so with uh, one such bad actor? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, so yeah, there was a project called Solana Towers that popped up Gosh, they created their Twitter about three weeks ago from today. Um, and I had been watching them for probably the first week, two weeks, um, just trying to see if they were gaining traction, see if confusion was happening and see kind of who was talking about them. And if anyone was, you know, pumping something that was clearly at the end of the day, um, even if the worst didn't happen, it was clearly a ripoff of kind of what we were doing. And it was clearly a play on, hey, how can we take someone else's name, do a little bit of confusion in here and try and profit off of it? Um, so we've been watching them for a while. And yeah, as of yesterday, they'd clearly, they shut down their Twitter, kind of renamed their Discord to, uh, I think it's like Rugged Tower 
or something like that. Um, and they, at the end of the day, they had clearly rugged people. The NFTs people got were not what they were expecting. And that was the end of them. They took their money and they were kind of gone. Um, so I'm happy to dive more into kind of different pieces of that, but that's the high level story, at least of the past two weeks watching that. Yeah, I guess we don't need to dive too much into that specific story, not, not to give them any more publicity. But I think what would be useful is to provide some advice and kind of tips on how people can avoid falling victim to those kinds of scams. For sure. Yeah, I, I was I was asking a lot of people because after it happened and yesterday we had a kind of a, a fair influx of people who were in that discord and started joining ours or started questioning which was which. Um, and I started asking a lot of people, like, where did you find that project? Um, like, what made you feel comfortable with that project? And what was it at the end of the day that allowed that to happen? And I think a lot of it revolved around, I think a lot of people ended up finding it because of Discord itself, because of these kind of shilling channels and because of these DMs um, that people would be getting based on these things. So a lot of people found it because of that. And at the end of the day, a lot of people would jump into their Discord and feel pretty comfortable. You know, they had mods, people would be talking in there. Um, it felt like a traditional discord at the end of the day and i think one of the main things at least i do when looking out for these types of things are the the twitter really was a very clear <laughs> a very clear example of what a project shouldn't be i think you could their twitter's now down um i have a bunch of screenshots of it but going through their twitter you can clearly see a ton of misspellings you can see very very little released art you can see very very little on the team you can see very little people who are following them you can see the timestamps of when they joined. Um, I think someone else did a fantastic thread of when their website was purchased, when their website went live. I mean, there was even clearly stolen art they had taken from Google and some of these kind of tutorials online that they utilized. And there were just a ton of red flags there that at the end of the day, even if it wasn't a rug, people probably should have waited till secondary if they were interested in that project. So Twitter was really the biggest red flag there. And I think it's important at a very, very first step that people don't get too engulfed in just the Discord and really try and jump out of the bounds, go see what Twitter's talking about, go see where their kind of official announcements are about outside of the Discord itself. Um, that's what I always do, at least, um, as a very core foundation. Building more outside of that, just on these rugs projects, I think... I think it's also very important that influencers in our space do, and a lot of them are fantastic right now, but especially as we grow as a space and people gain a ton of different followers from an influx, I think it's very important that influence in our, influencers in our space are doing this due diligence. Um, I think just sharing every single thing that may pop up isn't the best tactic, especially now as we don't have perfect verification. So a lot of it can fall on that. And I think there's a fan big kind of honor it is to be a big influencer in this space and doing that due diligence for the things that you share is very important. And even further on that, there's a lot of fantastic people. Um, Grizzly, for example, is working on something called RugDAO. Um, I know Levi Cook has kind of his proof of pizza that they're working on. So a lot of people are working on how do we verify these projects. But as you know, it gets very sticky because a lot of people like to stay Anon right now, a lot of people kind of have differing of opinions on how you verify a project at the end of the day. What does a rug mean? Does it mean that 
the art was bad doesn't mean that the team left like what how do you define all these things so at least in my eyes those are a lot of things i do to decide whether or not i'm going to mint something and a lot of it revolves around twitter at the end of the day versus a discord server itself and as we continue a lot more thought needs to go into that um, and i think there is and that's a broad answer but it's a difficult subject as you know yeah i think that's solid advice uh just to reiterate always check multiple sources before you before you start minting and i often find that just checking the website can give you a big hint of whether it's a real legit project that people care about or just something that people have slapped together and then once you do decide to mint then i think a good precaution is like definitely make a a burner wallet to interact with the to, to mint the item um, and make sure that you're minimizing the potential damage. Because, I mean, one rug is if the team just gives up on the project or takes the money and runs, but another rug is if they actually try and clean out your wallet. Uh, so definitely always make sure that you're minimizing the potential risk uh, if the team is bad. Absolutely. And I think I think a, like hats off to a lot of, to not only you, but a lot of the other um, people in this space doing Twitter spaces and doing things like this because... Not that it's impossible, but it very much kind of wearies off any bad actors and rugs by putting someone on voice chat, by putting someone on a podcast, putting someone on a Twitter space. So watching out for the projects that do that, watching out for the people that are also more involved in the ecosystem, I think is super important too. Yeah, I will be amazed if a project is willing to come on a podcast and record for 30 minutes or an hour if they're just trying to rug, rug the project. Um, it could happen, I tell you what. But It could happen, day... but I don't think it has so far. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, okay, so yeah, just a quick fun one. Uh, if you could choose which honorary residence to, to make your home in the tower, what would you choose? I would either choose the Gamut room or the Orca room, honestly. Uh, the other ones are super cool, but I... I'm a, I wouldn't say I'm a full minimalist, but I love, I love the kind of minimal aspect of things. I love the simplicity of things. And that Gamut room was one of my favorites to make, actually. It's a dinner table reflecting the four clans of Gamut. Um, it's very clean. It has some nice kind of vibrant colors to it. Um, so either that one or the Orca one, I'd probably choose the Orca one if I had to pick because I, I live on the beach in LA and the Orca one really gives me that kind of beach vibes it's very calming and makes me feel like i want to just sit down <laughs> hug that little plushie and read a nice book yeah and they say that looking at aquariums is like looking at fire in terms of relaxing so i think that's a, a good play for which is what we need in crypto i'll definitely be keeping an eye out for something with a bit of a brutalist vibe hopefully i can find something like that <laughs> uh so going back to the kind of the origins of the tower and i guess it's not a super long time ago because everything in crypto is moving so fast but could you share a bit about how the idea came together originally and how the team formed for sure so the the idea formed out of really a lot of different things and it was actually planned to be on ethereum and i'll tell you why we switched to solana but a lot of a lot of the ideas really came from hey we're at this point in time where a lot of people are joining this space and there's yet to really be a true, like, wide-scaled product and community of communities, as we like to call it, in this space. So it really came from those two ideas. How do we put groups of groups together? How do we make this true kind of consumer product? How do we bring a lot of these people into one project at the end of the day? Not so much focused on 
let's have a very super, super tight niche group, um, but really focused on how do we make this very, very large group. So a lot of like philosophically came from that. Um, and I could dive into that for a long time. But when we started thinking about how do we put those ideas into practice, it was really, it came down to, we actually had, we were thinking of um, something Solstead's like um, originally, but we kind of decided on this tower. We kind of decided on this like, kind of like luxury, really fun ecosystem. And that kind of came down to a tower. And then a lot of it started expanding into, okay, how do we still ensure this kind of ease of use? How do we sure still ensure this kind of growth that we need? So we started putting in some of those Twitter header things you may have seen because we really want to be on someone's Twitter header. If your PFP is your family, we want to be that kind of like larger community behind that. And that would be your Twitter header. So a lot of it started expanding into that and then started thinking about, okay, people people live together and people want to be in this ecosystem. Like who's my roommates? Who's my neighbor? Who's my floor mates? Like who's on the penthouse? And you know, what can, what can I look forward to? So those original philosophies is where we started with it. And then building in a lot of those things just to make it that understandable, like easy product for someone to jump into. Um, even, you know, at the end of the day, when I tell my grandmother about this, I'm like, Hey, this is super cool. We're all living together. You can own this really cute room and you'll be part of this huge ecosystem of people. Um, that's something that she could grasp very easy, um, especially seeing the rooms and seeing how they reflect people. It's similar to people. They understand it and it reflects them at the end of the day. So a lot of it, a lot of it came from that. And that's kind of how we've been putting into practice, at least for the past few months now. I heard you say consumer product a few times, but it's not a word I've often heard to describe NFT projects. Could you briefly just outline how you see how you see it as a consumer product? Yeah, for sure. So the, the biggest it, it revolves around how do you bring more people into something? So I mean, of course, the biggest consumer product of the past 10 years have been Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, you know, these things that are very accessible for people to jump into. So in terms of our eyes, that's something we wanted to build for the NFT space. Um, will we grow to a billion people like Facebook? Completely unsure. But we wanted to build that type of product in this kind of new world. And that type of product really means more people, easy to use, fun to use, very understandable. So our first goal with it is to kind of win that NFT gallery aspect of it, win that I want to showcase things. I want to reflect myself. I want to explore other people's kind of like inspirations, explore other people's ownership, explore other people's place in this metaverse. Just as Facebook originally was like, I want to explore somebody's life. <laughs> I want to explore deep into who their friends and family are and their pictures and where they were yesterday. We really want to build a similar type of experience, but in this new world. So I want to, like I said, explore the NFTs someone else owns. And that reflects a lot about someone. I want to explore the type of room that they chose. And that reflects a lot about someone. So that's really what we mean by consumer product is kind of tapping into these just core, like human behaviors, core interests, building something super accessible and wide scale. It's very interesting. I was really approaching it as an NFT project, but the way that you describe it, it actually sounds more like a social project. Yeah, in a way it is. And I think it, a lot of it's going to be molded 
um, and changed for the next few months, for the next year. But at the end of the day, we want to utilize this NFT tech and bridge people into the world of crypto because I'm not sure exactly where it'll go. And I think no consumer product did when they started, but getting someone involved in an ecosystem like this, if we can solve those kind of simple, those first A, B, C really well, then we can really take it anywhere. I mean, you could imagine at one point, if regulations go through where people have this group within the tower and we make it really accessible for them to integrate with um, exchanges or really accessible to integrate with different coins, um, really any piece of this kind of crypto ecosystem at the end of the day, pieces that people normally wouldn't jump into that we hopefully will have the opportunity to bring them into at one point by building an amazing product and by building an amazing way for them to enter the NFT world and the crypto world. Yeah, it sounds really, yeah, very compelling. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts a bit more broadly on, on this, like this metaverse concept is super commonly discussed these days, but I always find that it's very kind of a squishy concept that is not quite um, like practically defined. Everyone kinds of takes it, kind of takes it in their own direction. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on on the, the metaverse as a concept and maybe how how it ties into the current trends we're in and maybe where you see it going in the next like couple of years. For sure. Um, yeah, it's a it, it's a very open question. I, I would say I'd say at the end of the day, it's it's taking these things we've yet been able to reflect digitally that now we can um, and a lot of that you know the basic one ownership but now we're starting to expand to these kind of groups that normally people you may have a Facebook group but at the end of the day you're scrolling through what other people are posting it's built for something completely different than what a group in the real world would really be and that's a group of people who have a shared kind of interest and ownership into something whether that be people gosh, who choose to live in a certain dorm in college or people who choose to go to a certain like gym, people who are all kind of invested in this same thing. And we haven't really seen that in the web, in like the digital world as much as we really have in crypto. So the metaverse to me is really being able to reflect these things we do in the real world now digitally in much better ways. I mean, you can in cap like the groups for example like if you jump in the monkey DAO, for example that group is an entirely different group than you'll see on a traditional facebook group and some of it's reflected in reddit i mean i'm not saying none of this is on web too but the accessibility of it and the potential of it to really reflect these real world things digitally now is completely different and to me that's really what the metaverse is i think it's less I think we'll get there, but to me, the metaverse is less like, oh, I own a piece of digital real estate or I own like a VR world and we're exploring in it um, and I can buy these different items. All those things will happen, but that's less to me what the metaverse is and really, really a full scale implementation of what we can do in the real world digitally now. Um, and I could jump into like governance philosophy on that too, which is super interesting to me, but that's really what it is to me at the core. So it's rather rather than the items, it's more about the experiences with and interactions with other individuals. Yeah, yeah, and it's and I'll I'll just kind of touch on the governance too. But we've, for example, 
you, you can you can think of a, a city state or you can think of just in history of groups people formed <laughs> to fill new political roles to fill new like governments at the end of the day and governments models we haven't been able to do that in web 2 very well at all um, and web 3 and crypto at the end of the day allows us to do these types of governance models you can see very very kind of basic DAOs forming now but you can see these DAOs that people really have ownership and interest in and are much much tighter than they would be on a Facebook group or a Reddit forum. Like these are very, very tight groups with shared interests and values, just as, you know, someone forming a new tribe in the year 1200 was, um, just as someone forming a new city um, in the US, a new city somewhere here in the real world. These are things we can now reflect in this like metaverse concept um, that we couldn't before in Web2. Yeah, I read uh, Sapiens, I think, like a couple of years ago, and he talks a bit about how the hu human beings, so one of our unique talents is to be able to coordinate around certain like myths and then kind of coordinate our behavior and our actions in one direction. And that's definitely the feeling you get from these like nascent DAOs is that it's an incredible uh, tool for coordinating people's energy towards a certain goal. Exactly, exactly. And that's that. What just what you said and kind of what I was touching on, that to me is what the metaverse is. Um, it's a digital, like deep representation of what we as humans are, something that we couldn't reflect before that we now can. And I, I'm excited till we get to like VR and Ready Player One stuff, but that isn't the metaverse to me in a mm -hmm. concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. As cool as some of those things are, I mean, when I saw Sushi, the show you, I don't know if you've seen like this kind of VR art gallery, just looks absolutely insane. So it does. But, but I, I get what you're saying. There's like a higher level, um, which is even more exciting because of the potential that it's going to unleash. Absolutely. Uh, so coming back down to the tower or down to kind of maybe the penthouse, um, how has your experience been? Actually, how long has the tower been in construction and, and how has the experience been building the community around the project? Yeah, so we've, I guess, officially as of announcement on Solana, we've been under construction since I think it's been about six weeks now um, towards the very end of August was when we kind of brought the initial people into the discord and really started it up. Um, but a lot of this, like I was saying, came back from gosh, months of like work on solidity and months of work on Ethereum. Um, so a lot of it was there. A lot of it has just begun though on Solana about six weeks ago, building the community has been honestly, absolutely fantastic. Um, I've met some really funny, really awesome people in our discord and something Something I love about our Discord that I haven't seen um, in a bunch of other places is we, like I was saying with New York City, is we have like an insane diversity in there. And not saying, I mean, a lot of other projects do as well, but the the gravity of a certain PFP does bring together similar esque people. But something I really love about our project is the diversity is absolutely insane. Just watching monkeys and apes and thugs and that Jesus is and piggies and snakes and everyone kind of roll under this one roof, um, just as we really wanted from the very beginning. And it's, it's honestly amazing to watch happen in person. 
Um, we we're super sarcastic in there. We have a bunch of funny people. We have a bunch of talented musicians, a bunch of talented artists, really this compilation of diversity. And it's, it's an awesome sight to see. Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds like it'll be super interesting once it launches to see kind of how things shake out and how people kind of end up on different floors or different blocks or how, how you described earlier. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'd love to hear a bit about the, I know that there is a, a donation element with the tower. Uh, I'd love to hear the thought, like what it is firstly, and then the thought, the thought process behind that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll be donating to affordable housing um, at the end of the day um, to be kind of decided exactly which nonprofits. Um, and a lot of it stemmed from, I mean, I've been in LA and SF for a while now and not like, not saying these problems are strict to these areas at all, but there's a very big problem with homelessness, very big problem with NIMBYism, very big problem with building this housing we need in the real world. And it's probably the most important charity activity to me. Um, and what's awesome about it is it's reflected exactly in kind of what we're doing with the tower as well. I mean, as you can tell, it's, it's pretty on theme at the end of the day. So yeah, we'll be donating to affordable housing. A lot of our, our line is really, Hey, if we can make, the metaverse better we can make the real world better too and that's something we hope to do not only just add mint time but kind of continuing on with the dow itself if we can save some of this um kind of capital this kind of influx of money that's entering into the space for helping people live in the real world that's honest there's nothing more important to me than that yeah as we were speaking about earlier this concept of aligning incentives it really doesn't stop digitally. You know, the, the good things can be done much beyond that. So that's really nice to see. 100%. I mean, I guess the team is working super hard towards getting the project launched in, you said it, two and a half weeks or give or take. Give or take. Uh, yeah. What's the plan once it launches? I mean, obviously you're going to take a, a break, have a couple of beers maybe, um, <laughs> but what's the plan after that? Um, yeah, so our, our, first, our first goal is to build that amazing product, build that amazing NFT gallery aspect of it. Um, we want to make sure people are interacting with that and using that. We don't want it to just be a niche kind of piece of the ecosystem where people are like, oh, I also have this link that I use sometimes. Um, we really want it to be a very used product at the end of the day, make it very useful for people, make it very fun for people. And that's our first goal. And, and that'll take a while. Um, one of the biggest things with our project is keeping simplicity because as you can imagine, there's a million different things we could do. Um, we could add AR, we could add VR, we could add kind of random integrations. We could add a bunch of features to, to something like the tower, but our biggest challenge is making sure we keep it simple and making sure we win those first steps. So for a good bit after that starts, it'll really be focused on making that amazing product. Um, while of course, at the same time, getting the DAO up running, making sure the community is invested, making sure the community is happy with everything going on. And that's going to be our first three, four, maybe even five months of this project. Yeah, that's really nice to hear. I mean, when I had a conversation with Dylan recently from Sabre, and that was one thing he drove home, uh, was just how important it is to be like laser focused on the core kind of value that the project is delivering. Exactly. Uh, and it's honestly, it's nice to hear the, the the next steps that you describe versus these like cookie cutter roadmaps that you see with some other projects where it's like do the launch make a website then um make a game and it's just it's really hard to believe that there will ever be a game coming out to be honest 
Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and that's really, I think, hopefully what people take away to um, for, for any project they're looking at is that's, that's really the best way to, whether in crypto like Sabre in general or in NFT specifically, it's really the best way to go about things. Because at the end of the day, if we really win these kind of first few goals we're shooting for and we do them really well at a really big scale, then utility and integrations and all these absolutely insane things can easily come um, and they can easily come at scale and much more impactful than us kind of shooting out a million features that people aren't using. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'd love to hear, cause it sounds like you're a very kind of considerate person. You're doing a lot of thinking about, about how to make a sort of super bespoke product. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the NFT ecosystem in Solana more generally in the last months. What's, what's your vibe been on, on the recent launches? Um, Let's see. Um, I think there are some really, I think there's some really unique projects coming out. Um, I think the first few months, of course, we saw just the blue chips arise and it's just the foundation of getting to where Ethereum was almost, you know, six, nine a year, six, nine months a year ago. Um, and now we're really starting to see people get very exploratory with it. Um, we've seen Skeleton Crew, which is an awesome project, really implementing these airdrops every day. Um, just great way to keep people engaged. Um, something that's almost kind of unique to Solana. It'd be very expensive to do that on a different chain. Um, <clears throat> we've seen super cool projects like Artificial Relevance with some unique art. Um, and that they really are building this kind of like arcade um, game, something that I'm very confident they'll do. So I think we're really kind of still getting up to the pace of where Ethereum is in general. And a lot of people are working on how do we break past that bounds. But at the end of the day, I'm very happy with the progress of this ecosystem. The communities here are super tight knit, um, super bullish on Solana at the end of the day. And there's, there's some infighting, but really not as much as you see on a chain like Ethereum as you see elsewhere. So overall, I'm super happy with where the ecosystem's moving. There's just a lot of action every day. I honestly can't keep up with all the projects. <laughs> I named those two, but there's probably 50 more that are doing some really cool things. But overall, I'm, I'm happy with the progress um, that we've made these past few months. Yeah, it's really cool to see projects with novel approaches to different concepts and just introducing new concepts to the space. Uh, there's, I mean, I won't name drop them, but there's definitely a few projects around that are just taking fresh approaches uh, and they're not just kind of some descriptive word plus an animal uh, and then looking similar to a lot of other things so it's really nice to see every every time i discover a project which has this kind of is doing something novel and fresh it's it's always exciting to see and i think it's as you said it's more and more common now in solana which is really awesome to see i i definitely agree and i i named those few and of course we're working on ours um because i really love things that take advantage of this kind of uniqueness of Solana, of these like low transaction fees, of this scale, of the ease of use of Phantom. I really love projects that take advantage of that at the end of the day, because of course, I think we both believe in the future of Solana. And I think being able to put together a project that really takes advantage of it and isn't just a ETH clone at the end of the day is what will push this ecosystem to the very top. 100%. If, if you're a gamer, I think a, a funny way to think about it is you want exclusives and you don't want uh, just like cookie cutter, low quality, not AAA games. And so the more the more exclusive top top notch games we have, the better and more engaging the chain is for newcomers. Well, uh, so yeah, very exciting time to be on Solana, of course. And 
very exciting time to be joining the tower community uh, project is roughly two and a half weeks away would you like to just show your social details and how people can learn more about the tower yeah absolutely so we're on twitter at tower dow um, t-o-w-e-r-d-a-o and then we're on discord of course which is on our twitter link um, both of those places will be fantastic all of our announcements will stay there uh, most of our announcements will hit the Discord and any important ones will hit our Twitter as well. So those are the best two places to keep up to date with us. We have a new website dropping um, either here today or tomorrow as well. And all three of those places are the best place to keep updated. Then uh, DeFi Governor, this was a real treat to hear uh, a bit more of the thought process behind the tower. I'm more excited than ever for the launch in two and a half weeks and I'm sure the listeners will be as well. Uh, big thank you to come on for for coming on the show. Absolutely, thank you so much. Your show is amazing. Thanks, man. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app right now. For extra points, follow us on Twitter at Solana Cove. A reminder: anything said on Solana Cove is not financial or tax advice. Solana Cove is strictly educational and is not investment advice. Keep in mind you and you alone are responsible for your assets and always do your own research.